0: When someone comes in to buy an animal with us, we always send home the health guarantee with all of our information on it so they can reach out to us if they have any questions. And then on that health guarantee, we write out pretty much anything that they want to know. So like if they're really, really nervous, I've done a full, we'll either print out like full care, like full care sheets, or I'll write everything down. Like this is the temperature range you want. This is what you're going to do every single day. This is what you're going to want to watch out for.
1: Hey, welcome back to the Gecko Cove Connection. My name is Bobby, and today I'm going to be interviewing Allison and Andy from Curious Creatures Pet Store. They're located in Chicago, Illinois, on the north side, sort of by Wrigleyville. If you're up near that area, definitely go check them out. But we're going to talk today about some great stories about their experience owning a reptile store, starting it, maintaining it. They've been doing this for 10 years. They were my local store when I lived in Chicago and it really changed my my view of how to keep reptiles. I was introduced to so many new species and really I was spoiled because they do a fantastic job at maintaining not only a diverse group of animals, but also housing them appropriately and really being great stewards in the hobby. So if that sounds interesting to you, you're in the right place. Welcome to Gecko Cove. Well, Welcome back to another episode of the Gecko Cove Connection. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing not one, but two guests. We have Andy and Allison from Curious Creatures. Welcome, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: <laughs> so this is a really special podcast for me because Andy and Allison owned the local, you guys still own the local store to where I first started getting back into reptiles. Um, I was sort of into fish in my mid-20s. 20s, maybe late 20s. I won't say exactly where I was. Um, And I lived in Chicago with my, at that time, girlfriend, now my wife. And uh, down the street, all of a sudden, my wife comes home and says, there's a new store coming in. And I found it's a reptile store. It's totally up your alley. You should go check it out. And I walked in and it was your store and it blew me away. I've never seen anything like it. Um, Yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. So, you guys, uh, from day one, welcomed everybody in. You give them such great information. But let's kind of go back. How did you guys get into opening a reptile store? Where did Curious Creatures come from?
0: Why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um,
0: well, so we once we moved in together... Um, my mom never let me get any sort of snakes or anything exotic like that. And then once we moved in together, he really wanted a tortoise and we went to a, a, the local pet store in Evanston at that time. And he got um, a tortoise there and I fell in love with a snake and ended up actually going back the next day and getting that snake.
2: Um, oh, awesome.
0: One turn to three to five to seven to into the teens um, <laughs> to his parents starting to joke around that we should open our own store about it. Um, And we kind of, you know, played it off as a joke at the time. But then we really started to consider because we got such a huge collection that we were having a harder and harder time getting all the supplies and the feeders needed to care for that Uh collection. Um, So we really looked into the possibility of opening a store and there was nothing really like it at the time. Um, So, yeah.
1: Very cool. Great location. You guys are in northern Chicagoland, and uh, I'll definitely put a link down in the description of your your website if you want to check out where you are exactly. Um, So, all right. So where did the name Curious Creatures come from? So you're starting a new store. I think that's one of the first things people want to do is name it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, like whenever you're trying to think of names, you know, you want to have something that kind of draws people in. I mean, we're family stores, so I think we're looking for, you know, a name that, you know, drew people, people Something in, friendly
0: so. and, you know, something that would um, kind of reach to all audiences and not yeah. necessarily like the whole, um, what is There's it? There's
1: certain names that like, for example, when I came up with my name, right? I pitched a few and Melissa goes, absolutely not. You're not doing any rack puns. Okay. No rack puns <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Right. Yeah. And I it, like it, it just, I don't want to, you know, put some people off. So yeah, your, yours is very inviting. Your logo is really cool. I like it. I'll post it right here. And, I, uh, you know, it, it, did you guys draw that? Did you have an artist draw that?
2: So, um, my friend, uh, George folds, um, he still lives in Chicago. He's a, uh, um, an artist, he does a lot of like comic book drawings. So, um, yeah, I like, you know, he was cheap too. So, <laughs> <for> uh,
1: <laughs> when you're starting yeah. out, you and, need affordable.
2: Yeah. Yes. And like, yeah, our main, like at the time when we opened the store, we didn't breed anything really. Um, okay. the only thing we accidentally bred at the time were red-eyed right crosskings. Yeah. Um, which were one of like my first lizards. And,
1: oh, very cool. Like
2: that kind of started the passion of breeding. But, um, yeah, I like knew ahead of time once we kind of picked the name that I wanted like in the logo which you know you see um you know pretty much the three main you know reptile groups we would sell so, you know tortoise snakes lizards. Um, yeah, that's and, yeah, awesome. Like my friend did a pretty good job I think. So mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's a very cool um, logo. What year did you guys open up? Not. Do you remember? <laughs>
2: 2014. <Yes.
1: laughs> it's been a while. You guys are it's really doing well.
2: Years. It's, yeah, that, it's,
1: it's, it's about, um,
0: yeah. we've been open for about nine years and this upcoming April. Uh, this upcoming April is going to be our big 10-year anniversary. And huh? I'm very excited for that.
1: Congratulations. That's huge. 10 Thank years in you. business.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot. So you guys
1: have a <laughs> ton of experience to share with us tonight for sure. Um, so, okay, you opened <laughs> up in 20, well, you Duke, yeah. you know, Hey, I, I, I couldn't do it. You know, I, I, I definitely, I've thought it's about it. Actually, it, it, people think it's just plain, you know, I think that yeah. people have a misconception that, you know, if you open up a hobby store or a store that has something to do with your passion, that it's just, well, I get to go and play all day. And, and I, I have to admit, when I interact with you, it seems like you're, you're having fun. Are you guys having fun when you're interacting? I'm assuming. Yeah, with, with most customers. Most
3: days, most, most
1: days, yeah, awesome.
3: yeah.
0: Just like any other, and retail then you get store, annoying you ones. You know, it's just like any other retail store. You occasionally will get the rude customer, um, and it's just all about you know trying to make everyone happy, but also you know making sure that everyone in the stores and all the animals are well cared for.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and, and we'll get to how you take care of your animals because I've been to a lot of different pet stores and you know specialty stores like yours, and yours is yours is at the top of the heap. I mean, you guys really do care for your animals, and it shows with the size enclosures, how clean it always was. I mean, I could sing your praises, but I'm going to do that anyway later today. All right, um, so okay. Walk us through, uh, obviously, you kind of mentioned you guys keep tortoises, lizards, and snakes. What are some of the species that you guys currently have at your store right now that you're excited about? Um, I was always drawn to you guys by, you know, at the time, bearded dragons were kind of my jam. Uh, Andy, you introduced me to ackies for the very first time. I think you were breeding red ackies. What else can people find at your store right now?
2: Uh, I mean, so, like... You know, Allison does more of the snakes, um, so ball pythons. um,
0: A lot of ball pythons right now. Yeah,
2: so she's, you know, hopefully get three more green tree pythons. Mm -hmm.
0: um, We're raising um, some corn snakes, so we're going to start getting into corn snake breeding uh, in a couple, I think a year or two they'll be big enough to do it. Um,
2: Doom rolls.
0: Doom rolls we're going to do this year. We're going to do some rainbow boas this year. Um, Those I'm really excited about. Uh, We started the cooldown cycle actually at the end of the week, so...
2: Yeah. yeah, and then for lizards like um, you know beer dragons this year we've
0: overproduced
2: <laughs> that was my fault. Um, but we kind of like you know uh, this was our first year doing like reds um, that were all hundred percent head for zero. So yeah. then oh cool um, we got a lot of zeros like the ethical way because you know we bred you know no zeros. And like pure zeros um, yeah. as a parent. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we end up getting la zeros, hypo zeros. <laughs> um and then yeah, uh this year was our second year bringing like Rankins dragons too. And so Oh, I love also, those.
1: Those are cool. Yeah. yeah. You don't so, see those yeah. very often.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, so we kind
0: yeah, of flooded the market a little bit yeah. with those this year. We had a lot of <laughs> babies this year. Yeah.
2: With the Rankins Dragons? Like, yeah. We have a trio. Yes, yeah, so we've got two girls. Oh, the nice. Um, they okay. actually like three plushies yeah. of like 10 to 15 for most. So, yeah. You know, oh, wow. Okay. So,
0: yeah. 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 We had a
3: lot of babies.
2: but Yeah. And then like <laughs> geckos, you know, gargoyles still for sure. Lee um, We're getting knobtail babies.
0: Yeah. We just had our first knobtail baby hat so. oh, year. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, that's a lot of fun too.
2: Yeah. yeah then, I remember uh, too. But, you know, yeah. You got to go back, back to the original, everything.
1: right? Yeah. yeah still, that's it's actually awesome. the
2: original pair. Um Is it? Yeah. That, like yeah. yeah, I thought they were done and I pretty much set them up in nice bioactive, kinda of live their lives out because mom and yep. dad are like twelve at this point. And yeah. <laughs> All so of I, a
3: sudden. Yeah. Boom.
0: All of a sudden. You just see a little baby go. scurrying across the back and yeah. then you found <laughs> what was it, like three eggs mm-hmm. in there already? And so they've been okay. and they only lay like once every few months, one egg every few months. Um, so we have so just decided must have been going. to kind of uh, yeah. let them do their thing. And it's been proven really, it's been working really, really well, um, to let the mom kind of raise the babies a little bit for a few months before we pull them. They, oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're very maternal,
3: um, maternalist. Like they kind of yeah. like yeah. crocodiles. Um, okay. They're very, what is the term I'm looking they... for? they have nurturing. a big
0: maternal instinct nurturing. yeah they're nurturing yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. so yeah, yeah.
1: that's cool because you don't see that with a lot of lizards you know
2: right. yeah and like yeah that's when unique the, the babies actually like trying to run from us they run straight to the mom and yeah. the mom just uh. like yeah and she's the one i've she's always been sweet but like that's the only time if, she'll give me an attitude oh, and i'm like all right yeah. once the babies are big enough i'll take them but yeah yeah, first you don't mess with moment.
1: baby that's for sure yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> she's actually charged at me once or twice when i've like gone in reaching for the food bowl or the water bowl and the baby ran right mm-hmm. to her and i wasn't even going for the baby but i was just going to get a food bowl and she darted right out and just did a little charge at me to like say hey back off
1: oh geez um,
0: oh yeah it was that's crazy really cool to see now
1: okay do they have teeth where they could do some damage or would that be kind of like I a mean, leopard gecko attacking you
0: it's, yeah, like a leopard. it's like a It's like a gecko. Um I think if they okay. really held on to it might little little pinpricks breaks the, the skin yeah. a little bit but it it won't do too much damage.
1: It's a flesh wound. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> An
0: acy will do a lot more damage. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, monitor lizards. Yeah. the teeth (laughs) (laughs) They're meant to do a little bit more damage.
3: Um,
1: Speaking of of the Ackies, uh, I know that Allison, you're really big into the snakes and and Andy, you've always been kind of the turtle guy, right? And tortoises. Um, So is that still your passion projects? What are you guys working on right now as far as, as, you know, just to keep things fresh? What what do you guys work on or the most excited about working on?
2: Yeah. So it's always kind of dangerous when you go to like, any RBC shows, you know. um So yeah. like Allison, you know, she's got uh, <laughs> like the we've had this male uh, blue rat snake, he's uh, blue beauty, so pretty. and like he's pretty, but he's like a cobra. He's like nine feet, you know. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's long.
0: He is so, very,
2: very long. Yeah. So she, that you know, so without cool. my permission, got you know female. like, you know, hatchling, like, so, you know, we'll like a lot of it's like, we have like males or females of a certain species and it's just kind of waiting for the right time or you just luck out and find, you know. Yeah. Right. And and
0: I I hadn't seen any other female of that particular species. And so I was like, I'm, I'm doing this, like. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. And exactly. And so, you know, if we can start breeding them, I mean, she's got a little ways to go before she gets big enough. It'll be a few years, but they're beautiful animals. And while he is not the nicest, um, she is actually really well handleable. So I'm hoping to keep Very working cool. with her so that at least she'll be nice and yeah, kind of show her it, off a little bit. It. Oh yeah, oh, that's I mean you can awesome. take him out, and he's the type of snake. Um, movement really attracts him. So like if you wave, mm-hmm. he's if you hold him and you're just like waving, he'll go for the hand that's waving. He won't even care about whatever he's sitting on.
1: You know, I, I'll be honest. With you, I'm not a snake guy. You probably know this because you're actually the person who handed me my very first snake. I don't know if you knew that. while well, you handed me a ball I don't python. It was your
0: first one, which is a ball. No, it was, it was my I'm very sure first snake, put a ball, like right in the middle, like just in the palm.
1: You did, and you're just like, please, just don't freak out. And
0: I was like, all right, <laughs>
1: cool, I won't freak out. And I remember holding it, going, I could do this, and, uh-huh. and that was such a cool experience. I bet you, you have that experience with all you know, people, you know, different customers every so often, but snakes are one of those scary things because they have a stigma to them. Right. Mm -hmm. And once you get used to them that you realize, Oh, this, this is not a scary noodle. It's just a fun noodle. Right.
0: And (laughs) And and some are a little
1: bit more than others.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's also really nice that because like we breed all the babies there. So it's like, this is just a little baby, like nothing's going to happen, you know, and I just kind of work people through them. I was like, just touch them first. And then mm-hmm. they kind of get a little comfortable. Like, oh, they're not slimy. They're not gross. They're actually very, very soft. Um, yes. And then it's like, just, you know, hold them right in the ball and just stay calm. And, you know, it's going to be fun. And they end up really liking them.
1: Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the number one snake that you guys sell to first time owners. Would it be a ball python? Or... Ball pythons
0: or corn snakes are going to be our top two contenders. Um, generally yeah. with kids, with families with younger children, I like the ball python better because it's a thicker, heavier body animal and it's not going to be this tiny little noodle wiggling around and freaking out with everything. So they are calmer, slower species. And for little kids, especially, it's kind of easier for them to hold that ball versus like a little horn snake. Now, once you get them a little older, around 10, 11, then they have a little bit more movability and they understand that, like, this isn't just something to, you know, you got to be a little bit more gentle with it, but it's a little bit more fun for them. Um, Yep. So. Those yeah, because the corn snakes,
1: are the clubrids, that, you know, it's kind of like the walking, like with other, yeah. other reptiles, where they're just on the go. You know, they'll calm down All eventually, but, <laughs>
3: but yeah, that's
1: awesome. Yeah. So, what about you, Andy? What are you working on right now? Is it still tortoises? Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, a lot of it, because, you know, like the Yakis and the, like certain species we've been breeding for like five, six years, a lot of it is like the Yakis, especially. I've been, yeah, we haven't really produced any last year because it's more. You know, and breeding, you go from, you know, having your main breeders, but they get older. So then you have to hold back some babies and get new blood in there. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like a, tra- you know, transitional period.
1: It just goes up and down. Yeah. Yeah,
2: like waves. Exactly. So <laughs> same thing happened with like the beard dragons like two years ago. Um, <laughs> and then, so we didn't really produce beards for like, you know, two years ago. And then, you know, this year we had like yeah. way too many because it was the first year and I. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And you also did five girls this year. Yeah. So That's a lot of babies. <laughs> five <laughs> girls to two to two boys. Yeah. So we and they did back to back clutches of about twenty five or so.
1: Um, wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they'll yeah. get
1: they'll get fire food. sale on like <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> on hey, Christmas Dragons. is right around the
0: corner, so there you know <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, but That's also like tongue skinks. Um, I still have just one Big, i call her big mama. big mama she's been my only breeder for northern okay. um but you know like her daughter i've held back three years she went this year but she had one stillborn so i'm hoping like next year will be her first like producing year so it's a lot of like you know you don't want to like overwhelm yourself too much and for mm-hmm. lizards you know i think we have like 10 12 different species of breeds. so it's kind of just more focusing on that um I know I've been communicating with you with the gargoyles. Like I have two females that are two years old. So that
0: one is so pretty.
2: A really pretty red. Kind of similar to the red that you uh, showed me. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... The red male? Yeah, like the red male, yeah, like a she, red. Yeah, male, she's absolutely like, gorgeous. Bad. She's like almost so. on
0: par with that male. Man, she is so pretty. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just one. Of well, those, do I like me a favor back, then.
1: Send me go that. Ahead. Send me a picture of her, and I'll post it right oh, here. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So
1: you've got the the two females. Um, so yeah, going back to the the gargoyles. So yeah. what's I'm going to tell a little story real quick because yeah, you ahead. guys again, I give you credit for getting me back into <laughs> reptiles. Um, You know, I felt comfortable with leopard geckos and I bought two leopard geckos from you guys. Um, I actually won a leopard gecko in one of your giveaways. I think it was one one of of your, one of the raffles. I love that
2: anniversary. We usually do like two or three raffles, like snake gecko, sometimes a tortoise. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was great too because I got to. I just started working at the high school that I, I still work at today, and that was my very first year there. So I, you know, actually brought that gecko to school, and people know me at school as is the, the bearded dragon and the gecko guy, right? <laughs> and uh, so you guys helped out with that. Um, awesome. And then I, I, I remember I bought an egg from you. I, I was that weird customer who's like you know, I really want to hatch something out because there was always that, that drive in me to want to produce something, but I didn't know how to go about breeding. And all of a sudden I heard about these geckos called crested geckos that, you know, you showed me. And I think yeah. as soon as you took it out, it pooped all over you is what I remember at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the males. And uh, I thought it was so cool. And you're like, yeah, I've got some eggs. And I go, well, would you ever sell me just the egg? And we actually worked it out. I don't know if you've ever had somebody ask that ever after me, but um, I don't, I actually so. hatched it out.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm a strange bird sometimes, so I apologize. <laughs> you guys handled it perfectly. Um, yeah, you sold me an egg for the same cost it would cost to have a, a healthy baby, and uh, I thought it was the best yeah, deal ever. I and I remember at the watching time,
2: that. Too, um, we had this discussion. My biggest thing was like crested geckos. You usually don't really catch them hatching Mm-mm. or piping Mm-mm. if you're lucky yep. you are like did you did you catch yours not no? that
1: one no, no. no. and you no. were 100 percent correct so i actually kept that in a, a drawer in my like fish tank stand right mm-hmm. so in my, my apartment okay. at the time And so I just opened the drawer one day and all of a sudden there was a baby there. And so, yeah, I did not see it. Um, But it was still cool to see a little tiny baby like that for the very first time. And now I've had that experience multiple times this year producing both Eurydactyloides back when I started a few years ago and then now the Gargoyle Geckos. And I have been so lucky, and I'm actually proving you wrong a little bit, I've seen probably over half of my babies hatch out. Um I've got some awesome. of the warning like signs. But I'm also I'm sorry?
2: For both For both species. Or, no. But oh, that's so cool.
1: What's cool about it is well, A just me checking just constantly probably plays <laughs> a factor. Right. And so it's not like I have a hundred eggs and a bunch of stuff to look at. You know, I'm literally like counting down the days. Okay, we're at ninety. We're at ninety-five. We're at a hundred days. Okay, it's really gotta hatch soon. <laughs> and so, you know, I'll even like go and watch TV upstairs just in case I see it, like start to get, you know how the eggs when they're about to hatch, yeah, get sweat. that water. Yeah. They the sweat wipe, on them.
3: Yeah.
1: And then I'm like, all right, I'm camping out, camping <laughs> out, or, you know, just <laughs> hanging out with the boys. Cause I wanted them to see it. Um, and I've told the story on the podcast before, but Georgie actually got to to watch um the geckos hatch out once. And it was so, just well, such well, a cool so experience cool. to have on, on my really lap awesome watching the baby. It. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing.
3: Yeah
1: so but yeah no so that's kind of got me into it And I remember you showed me also a gargoyle gecko at the time and this is no disrespect to you or your animals but at the time there wasn't a lot of color on gargoyles (laughs) and so I'm looking at this gorgeous crested gecko you know with some pinstriping right because that was pretty much what everybody was going for back then Mm -hmm. and then you got this gargoyle like
3: meh.
1: (laughs) And now looking back, I'm like, dude, if I would have gotten into gargoyles then, man, imagine how much farther I would have been today, right? So, this close, but that's okay. You guys got me into reptiles, so I'm happy with that. Um, So, okay, what is your... So, your girl, is she a blotch or a stripe? Striped. Right? Uh,
2: You're talking about that. Well, so we've, like, for gargoyles, we have few.
0: We do. We've got multiple. We've got two groups. One's a duo, one's a trio. Right.
2: And so the duo um, is like our original pair. Um, And then the trio is um, the boy from the duo um and yeah. we got two females from tiki geckos um
1: mm-hmm. like oh nice <laughs> <series>.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah um some good so, bloodlines i like it oh yeah, yeah and then oh, their yeah. offspring are two of the females we are raising um they're like probably like six months a year from like you know starting, starting. to lay eggs
3: yeah
1: so. yeah. Um, yeah when do you guys start to pair your, your geckos are you do it at two years three years uh somewhere yeah, in between I
0: mean, of- most of them are actually just together um Like we just once we pair them, we don't really separate them unless we start to see any signs of like aggression. You're
2: saying like age though,
1: likewise. Yeah, Uh, yeah, like age wise, but when you before you pair them, no, no, but that's good too. I was actually I've heard that a lot from people doing this podcast is that a lot of people just keep them together once they're together, and it reduces a lot of uh, stress and.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, unless, like, you see, like, biting we, or biting yeah. like, with the lychee Right. Um, yeah, I had to separate one of our a couple of my leeches like long, like they've been breeding fine for four years, and suddenly my male is just getting shredded. Like <laughs> his tail's gone. I'm just like, all right, well, something's not working here. So. Well,
1: yeah, he forgot to take out the lychee. garbage, and she just got right. really <laughs> upset. <laughs> finally, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, that, but... that's the thing with leeches is they can flip like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With gargoyle so... geckos. I don't so think many people had that bar, experience. Like not
0: yeah, knock on wood. They've been doing great.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, very cool. What? Um, so, all right. So you've got your your gargoyle geckos, your crested geckos. You said you have lychees. I remember mm-hmm. you actually got your very first lychee while I was still living by you guys because I used to mm-hmm. come in weekly just in case the the audience obviously doesn't know this. Um, for feeders, you guys were like sure. my hookup. And the reason why I got, I rehomed my bearded dragon eventually was because it just wasn't as convenient as walking to your store and picking up 20 Dubia roaches. And my wife does right. not want me to have a bin of roaches in my house. <laughs> yeah. So, but I remember going in there and you guys were all excited about getting your very first lychee. I think you named it Mango.
0: Yeah, it Mango? And mango is yeah. still our pair. Kiwi and That's Mango? Yeah. Yep. Well, no,
2: well, no
0: we separated yeah. because Kiwi was getting
1: <laughs> yeah. nippy, a little Nasty. feisty.
0: Little so mango
1: was the one who, who didn't take out the garbage
0: no
3: <laughs> yeah
2: but he's got he's got a new girl now that like i paired them for like two months and so far they look like so like he'll have a nice yeah you
0: know. now i have to come up with another fruit name yeah maybe there you
1: there you go. Nice there's <laughs> plenty of fruit in this world you know yeah. you got guava coming up next um <laughs> love it All right. So you guys have to do a ton of education. Part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is I'm trying to selfishly learn from a bunch of people like yourself and all other breeders that I'm I'm interviewing. But on a daily basis, you have so many different species. How do you go about educating your customers, especially when they're looking to pick up maybe their first or second reptile or something new? Um, What do you find effective and what challenges do you face?
0: Um, I think one of the first things I always ask them is like, have you ever had one before? Do you have any experience or have you done any research yet on, on owning whatever animal they are looking into? Um, Sometimes Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading and like searching on Google and stuff, but there are, there's a lot of conflicting information. And then other times we get people are like, Nope, I haven't done a thing. I just want to do this. And it's like, okay, let's go. Um, And then sometimes they come in, already knowing exactly what they want to get like i want a snake or i want this lizard or you know whatever species that they're interested it's like okay well here are a couple that we can show you and then once my in my personal preference is once you pick your animal first never go out and just get the setup and everything because you're really limiting yourself to what you can actually put in there so i always tell people pick your animal first for especially with age and size um and then once you know the exact animal you want then we can start saying okay well you know it's a little baby or it's older one, we have to do an adult sized cage. And then we start looking at the cage and then we get into all the care requirements, uh, heating, lighting, you know, substrate, hiding places, all that good stuff. And the nice thing
1: about your store, you guys carry all that stuff. We carry
0: everything. Right. So you
1: can literally just like take them straight from the enclosure of whatever Mm -hmm. animal that is and go, Hey, that's the cage you want. This is the substrate. This is the food. This is what is going to, you know, run you, which is a really exactly. nice thing when people go to your store.
0: Exactly. The only thing I think we don't carry is just going to be like the fruits and vegetables, but we have multiple lists that we can like let people take pictures of, or on on our health guarantee, we'll write out like the majority of the stuff. Um, okay. As well to help them.
1: Awesome. What so what? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, what what challenges do you guys face with certain customers when you're trying to explain this to you? Like, not everybody gets it right away, I'm assuming.
0: Right. Um, well, as a part of any, when someone comes in to buy an animal with us, we always send them the health guarantee with all of our information okay. on it so they can reach out to us if they have any questions. And then on that health guarantee, we write out pretty much anything that they want to know. So, like, if they're really, really nervous, I've done a full we'll either print out like full care, like full care sheets or I'll write everything down. Like this is the temperature range you want. This is what you're going to do every single day. This is what you're going to want to watch out for. So I'll write that down a lot of times for them. Um, And sometimes people it's, it's so much information we're throwing at them. Sometimes they don't quite Mm -hmm. know the questions they want to ask until later. But again, we give them the information they can always reach out to us on social media or our website. We do have an awesome little chat feature on there. um, And they can just kind of ask away
1: on those. Yeah, that, that's amazing that you guys are that resource, too, to go back to for this information. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I mean, because especially because you have so many different species you're working with, right? And to have that much knowledge, I really see you guys as experts in the, the field because you have to keep up to date with that, right? Yeah. Um, we're always, we're always you
0: learning. Know. We don't know everything. We we ourselves are still always learning about new species and new things and requirements. and
1: Yeah. And so, you know, I would love to say that every animal that gets sold in your store or sold on a private message or (laughs) sold, you know, in even a big box store gets a forever home and no one ever needs to get rid of it. But I think that that's uh, optimistic thinking to an extreme, right? Mm -hmm. So. Being a brick and mortar store, I see you guys sometimes. I've seen people try to drop off things kind of like you're, uh, you know, a firehouse, you know, a baby dropped off in a box outside. <laughs> do you guys see any trends recently with uh, people trying to rehome their pets and do they use you as a resource because you're that brick and mortar?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, like, definitely when, like, in 2020, when COVID hit, um, mm-hmm. you know, Everyone who needed a hobby, like, you know, had to get one. So, you know, like 2020 was an extra money. year.
0: That was our best year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, and and, they're easier
0: than a cat or a dog. Yeah.
2: And it's like you have yeah. a lot of families, you know, coming in because, you know, their kids needed something in the house.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then, you know, fast forward to, you know, I would say, you know, a couple of years, end of 2022, you know, and then pretty much all this year, you have kind of like the downward trend of, you know, families going back to normal life and, you know, for a lot of them, you know, the reptiles they got, you know, early, you know, are lifetime pets, but, you know, you're going to have, you know, a good percentage that have, you know, it just didn't work out as more kind of a, just a Temporary. phase. Yeah. And they
1: lose interest, you know? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the main species, ball pythons, you know, beard dragons, the Russian uh,
0: tortoises,
2: even like tortoises, like Russian. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, Red Butts, too, have become, oh, like, a huge, yeah. like... Yeah, like, within, like, two months, we had, like, six or seven donated. Yeah. So, from all oh, sizes, wow. Full grown to, like, you know, three or four inches, so... Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah, but, like... You know, the last That's couple crazy, months have yeah. been a little bit better, but, um, it's, you know, everything okay. comes in waves, so. Yeah.
1: So, how do you, do you take in every animal that, you know, someone tries to offer, or do you, do you have to sort of limit that with the, you know, influx right now?
0: We, we take in as many as we can. Um. That's a good answer,
1: yeah. to,
2: like, readier sliders, That's, you know, Yeah, I was just about to like, say. we only, yep. so only have so many water. only have so much space. Up, <laughs> so, I mean, we cap
1: them. They only need five gallons each, right?
0: Just, just only, you know,
1: yeah, like a beta fish, (laughs) yeah, get them in Chinatown. Oh Oh, man, right? No, and you guys are closer, you know, to that, so you probably, you know, see that quite often. So, okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, I I could see, you know, the bearded dragon, like the beginner pets, I I see those being pets that people give up more frequently Mm -hmm. because it's just a, you know, there's more of them out there in the hobby. Right. And the first time pet keeper is more likely to, you know, rehome their pet. Whereas if you're buying a a green tree Python or you're buying, you know, something a little bit more, you know, exotic or harder to take care of, typically you're doing more research. Typically you're not just, you know, in it (laughs) for a hot second and then you get rid of it. Um, So, but even in the the gecko world, you know, you guys probably see this. There were a lot of people who got into it for the breeding aspect because they saw money. And right now, you know, we're sort of in that that flux where they're flooding the market with all these. It's a great time to buy. Great time to buy everybody. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it it really drives the cost down and just the rehoming, you know. uh, Difference reselling versus rehoming, but, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I think, too, like, gargoyles, like... Yeah, they're still, I think, a little bit easier to like move as opposed to like crested geckos. It's just like, you know, <laughs> there's there. Yes, uh, <laughs> Gargos is you know I found interesting because you know at first you know like you way back saw ours initially like years back didn't have much color, and now everyone <laughs> went like super red, orange yeah. the stripes. And now, like, I've been seeing more, you know, people trying to go back to, like, the black and white ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the you know, the the blotch or even the reticulated ones, you know. So I feel like if you're starting off in, like, press gecko, gargle, you just have to kind of, like, pick a certain aspect of the mutation and just try and, like, you know, go for that. Because, you know.
1: Right, because it, it all comes back, you know, uh, the 80s clothes that that were way out of style when I was in high school, right, <laughs> all of a sudden the kids are wearing again today. Yeah. Um, and so it all, all comes back eventually. And yeah, the black and whites are, are definitely – one thing that, that actually I saw at Tinley that was a trend was I had more people talk to me about F1s and wild-caught uh, gargoyles. And how they really wanted to get back into, whether it's an F1 or an F2, those older genetics, if they could find that. Because what they're saying is they don't have nearly as much color, but they have the structure and they have the size. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is, is really valuable in a closed population like we have right. to, to really look at the overall health of the animals. And I think that's a really cool trend that I saw. So yeah, if you if you're holding on to that, you know, ten year old gargoyle that has no color, <laughs> right. but you find out it's it's yep. you know, it could be could be worth something to the right person. Right. Um,
2: yeah. Like with Brady and you know, you always get attached and Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, right.
1: I've got a few that I'm like, I don't care what happens, right? <laughs> They're stay with me forever. Right. Absolutely. I uh, <laughs> even some of the babies all of a sudden it's like this is the best baby i produced in my first year
3: like there's no
1: way i don't care if you offer. well if you offer me 10 grand i'll take it (laughs) so yeah one species I not to jump too far away from gargs but but you know you guys have so much to talk about and so to to just talk about gargs would be kind of boring on on this one podcast um But one species that I was first introduced to through you guys, and you had a beautiful display right by your registrar, was uh, the, um, now I'm going to blank on what it's called, the uh, collared lizards. You guys and, had collared uh, lizards. Yeah. And those we, were we amazing. Um, yeah.
2: Yeah. We just had the- I feel like there's not like much Eastern of a market ones. for it, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't like the, the really nice ones, the blazing, blazing blues, blue. the neon blue mm-hmm. ones, you know? Um, you know, you can get like a nice penny for those, but collared lizards just don't produce that much. Like, you know, if you're lucky, two clutches of like five to 10 at the most. So yeah. 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 You know, they're really cute. Like the babies are adorable. Oh, like, they're, you know, because <laughs> if, if the parents are like the Easterns, which are kind of just black and white, the babies are born with, like neon green and blue. On their backs. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool. AIDS,
3: but... Yeah, I don't like tegus
0: with the green heads, and then as they get older, yeah. it's age, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got a gorgeous tegu too. I'm gonna do a little ADD here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it Gus? Gus still
2: around somewhere? So. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh
1: man.
3: Yeah, my
2: oldest. Hey, that's the uh, other cool thing about your Godzilla store. Godzilla is like, uh, he's getting,
1: he's getting like there. 14. Yeah.
0: Godzilla. 13. Yeah. Yeah. 13. He's getting there. He's... But...
1: Yeah, because he had a huge enclosure. I remember that was on the bottom rack over on the, on the side wall of by, by yeah, uh, he's in still your has store an
0: eight by three by three. Or yeah,
1: yeah almost he's still three. there. He's
0: still there. Yeah, and buddies that's right awesome. Him, um, which is another large tegu that we have, and he's actually one of the ones that I take to, like a lot of our educational shows, or birthday parties, because he's so sweet and like very well tempered, and the kids can come and pet him. It's it's very fun for them to have a large lizard like that.
1: So. That's so cool. Yeah. I got to bring my kids back to your store for nostalgia, <laughs> but also to, to see him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I actually was inspired. And right before I got into gargoyles, I think I reached out to you guys to ask if you're still breeding the collared lizards. Yeah. I ended up getting a trio and kept them for a while. And because of the same dubia roach issue, I, I rehomed them and the bearded dragon at the same time. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: But because um, they just eat, they eat like monsters. Yeah, it's so cool because yeah. they're like little velociraptors. And I was keeping them in a six foot long enclosure.
3: With oh, like wow. a Custom
1: background I did. Um, I'll post a picture of it here. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> uh, do you know, do you ever watch Serpa Design?
3: Like uh, it's a YouTube, a YouTube channel.
1: No, 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 no. Super Design. Um, what is his first name? But anyway, I'll send a link. I'll put a link down in the description too of, of his channel. Not that he needs it; he's got thousands of followers. But basically, <laughs> um, he does amazing custom build enclosures and backgrounds, and just a bunch of different things from reptiles to amphibians to snakes and uh, even fish. But I mimicked one of his backgrounds, and that's how I, I learned how to do all the ledges and foam and dry lock it. And oh, that's yeah, it cool. was kind of It'll cool. Do that. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: don't
1: have the patience for that. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Can't do it. I, I made such a mess in my basement. Yeah. Never again. Yeah. But. It was fun once and I got it done. So, but what was cool about the, um, having it six foot long was that you could actually see them chase stuff down and you know that they can get up on their hind legs and that's really oh, yeah. kind of fun yeah. to watch. They
2: have like rabbit feet. I feel like the hind legs, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of like a basilisk thing just shoot up.
1: Yeah. You know. yeah. 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 They're definitely little ninja monkeys. And then, uh, yeah. And, and I find mine were pretty handleable. Did you yeah. guys find that? I yeah. know it's.
3: Yeah.
0: The male will get a little too so, here and there, um, but for the majority of the time, <laughs> yeah, he was, they were handleable.
1: All right. Let's talk more about owning a reptile store. Um, so you guys open up, you've got 10 years of experience. What challenges do you face on a daily basis that people just don't think about? Um, beyond just working with customers, what were some things that you're like, I had no idea before I jumped into this?
3: what um yeah.
0: <laughs> i i think it's the customers it's as you okay. like to tell me i need to get harder skin sometimes with um just sometimes you get that one customer and it it can really just break you down almost and some people are mean um yeah. so i i just wasn't prepared for that part of it i guess um sure a lot of little things get to me and I, I've been trying to work on, <laughs> I've been trying to work on like having a tougher skin. Um, okay. But yeah. you just a nice stuff, person. Stuff, stuff to me.
1: If, you, if you don't mind me saying like, you know, I, I don't think, you know, not, you know, seriously, like you guys are both always in a great mood when I would come into the store, but Allison, every time that I walked in. <laughs> You had a smile on your face. It always seemed like you could be picking up, you know, dog shit off the floor, and you're still <laughs> smiling, right? Which you got dogs at your store sometimes, so that probably oh, yeah. happens. <laughs>
0: it happens. It happens. You got to be prepared for anything.
1: So yeah, you. I think that, that yeah, you, you definitely put out a good front for 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 people if if, they, if people are bothering you. And I think that's the great customer service people expect when they walk into your store. It is, yeah. you know
2: yeah i think um um, like for starting the store like my biggest theme was you know like the number one thing when it comes to a reptile store is like we have to focus on animals first yeah and so like the care and all that um so i mean it's one of those like you know being a retail store you're never gonna have like perfect interactions with people it's just you know Mm -hmm. you can't Mm -hmm. um but so like any negative negative re- review we have i mean i'm fine with it as long as it's you know about like interaction nice. like customers because yeah. it you know it happens yep. but but it is, it's they animals say first the same thing against like they say something about the animal then i'm more concerned yeah know? um absolutely like, fortunately we you know haven't really had that so yeah um but like oh, you well, know the that's the big knock on some of that
1: but you know the <laughs> stores that you would compete with right the big box stores obviously yeah sell reptile supplies. They sell some of the same animals and, you know, they are trying to produce these, you know, well, they don't produce these animals. Let's be honest here. (laughs) They get them from a big distributor, but they are trying to sell these animals at the cheapest cost possible. They're, they're trying to keep the cost down with all the other, you know, enclosures, food, things like that. And so you're paying potentially maybe a little bit more for an animal at your store, Mm but The difference is, is that you are keeping the animals, you know, intentions first, right? You're, you're keeping them in clean, healthy environments. You're going to give people that, that information. You're going to be there as a resource after the sale, which is huge. Um, Let's go into the enclosures that you guys have at your store. Now they've, have they changed that much since I've been in? It's been, been a little bit since I've walked into the store, but they were fantastic.
2: Yeah. They're PVC (laughs) enclosures. Custom enclosures we got from uh, monstercages.com dot mm-hmm. um, Awesome, like twelve years ago because yeah. we got them like a year, year and a half before we even had the store, so they were just in my parents' basement. Uh, <laughs> nice. It's the only
1: room. You know, your parents sound like saints. Oh, uh,
2: they, <laughs> they,
1: they are. Oh, they completely <laughs> yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Haven't watched we this have... episode.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, that's yeah, awesome.
2: so we still have you know like the front of them because. You know, when we I had them created, I'm like, oh, like you definitely want the inside PVC to be like dark black, Darker, yeah. You know, because you know mm-hmm. the more front, secure. So I'm like, oh, it'll be you know nice and white and bright. And over time, that gets kind of like nicked up. So, yeah, yeah, I think eventually we'll like you know upgrade maybe or upgrade. But I mean, they're they're still like they're still so strong. Yeah.
0: They're great. Yeah, so as long as they're good. The
1: PVC lasts a while, and like yeah. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If you could make them all black, you know, Probably. maybe your store store would look darker. Who knows? But yeah. Um, yeah, they were that was PVC first time I ever saw PVC before PVC was a thing because I feel like that's yeah. relatively new in the the keeper world, right? right. Um, and so when I walked in there, it's like, wow, this is what a setup should look like, right? Mm-hmm. You had smaller enclosures for the babies and the medium mm-hmm. size, and they were all different um, and, and all super well lit. But not only people have nice enclosures, right? What I liked about yours is that when I walked in there, everything was very clean and organized. Mm-hmm. It, it takes no time to do that, right? Right.
0: None at all. <laughs> none, so none. Right. That's one aspect
1: it just keeps itself like, clean.
2: Having bigger enclosures um, mm-hmm. is, yeah, like it's easier to keep clean because you know, a, you can spot clean, but um, you know, when reptiles have more space, they're not going to just be constantly disgusting. You know, disgusting. So yeah, that was one wallowing aspect. in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That, that's great. So, yeah, no, it, it's. It, Like I said, uh, I can't say I've been to a lot of different stores and I've seen, you know, horrors and I never saw anything like that at your place, which was great. Um, What (laughs) trends do you see in the reptile industry right now? You guys have a unique perspective. Um, like there are certain species like you you mentioned you're starting to breed dumeral boas yeah i don't think anybody knew what a dumeral boa was until the mark on uh,
2: is kind of crazy
0: though yeah so i mean we have um like i said we're going to start the cool down cycle um this at the end of the week uh maybe next week we'll see um so i've done a lot of different like research on like you know how long should i be cooling them down for should they still be eating during those cool down it's a lot of stuff to like look into the new like breeding species and stuff like that. Um, but they are an absolutely beautiful snake and they only get about six feet long. So when you think of a bow open you're thinking of a like big, big chunky right? Um, but these guys are, they're very pretty. They're very well-tempered and they're really fun. I think it's a really good intermediate species if you're going from like a corn snake or a ball python and you want to start working with larger snakes. Um, okay. So they're, they usually, she, I mean, the girls, yeah, what, she's, six, she's a big girl. Big girl. Um, my male's maybe yeah. five feet long, but he's he's smaller. But I'm sure. very excited about that. I'm very excited. And boas do live birth, which is also kind of fun because, like, That's you know, when you so think of cool. reptiles, you think yeah. of just the eggs. Um, but they do live birth, so it's I'm mm-hmm. really excited about being able to see that.
1: That'll be so much fun. So I, blue tongues were really kind of popular for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are working with them.
2: Yeah. So yeah. are they kind yeah, of hit or miss them. right now? Yeah I mean honestly like the trends in the market it's like as a breeder like we having a retail store really helps because Definitely. like like you're breeding not so much like whatever the market you know like dictates for certain species like ideally we keep slowly expanding certain projects so it's mainly to uh, fill our store so that we're sure. not a not relying on on as many breeders or
0: distributed companies and then
2: you can control the the quality a little better too you know when it's your own um sure that's why we kind of started breeding like even just like spear dragons because in the past i've gotten them from you know when we first started out from certain breeders and they had you know the Dino Virus Mm -hmm. and stargazing and like you know, we would get some clutches mm-hmm. right away that would just die within, like, two days. Yeah. And, like, that's the oh, no. reason why, like, yeah. you know, I want to breed them because then I have, you know, I don't well, have to worry about cool. that anymore. So, it's, you know, yeah. stuff like that. So- well, that
1: Okay, that that actually leads me to a, a question, making it up right now, but ha- have some fun. You said you, you got some bearded dragons from a certain breeder. Now, when you have a species that you want to have at your store and you're not breeding it yourself. Yeah. I would think you'd go through like a distributor or one person who who has a you know access to a lot of different types of animals. Yeah. Is yeah. that how it is, or is it also just individual breeders? Like, if I wanted to sell you, I had way too many gargoyle geckos, sure. and you know, made had five hundred you know breeders. Could I just sell them to you, or is it both? Well, how does this work? So
0: it's a it's little bit about, of both. Yeah. Um, I think okay. when we
2: were starting. Well, when, out- when we first start out, we didn't breed anything. No, so it's so- like. We had to, you know, we went to a few breeders for certain species. But we mostly worked with, like, the
0: larger companies, larger distributing companies. Um, And then as we started, you know, getting into, like, the quality, being a little iffy with some of them, that's when we started reaching out to other breeders. Some of them were fantastic, and some of them weren't so great. And so, unfortunately, sometimes it is trial by error. And Mm -hmm. we learned our lesson, and we don't go back to certain companies or
2: breeders. And we just don't work with them
1: no that's fair you get a reputation for sure
3: yeah
2: mm-hmm. absolutely I so think since we started the availability of like a obviously like captive reptiles has gone it's way gone up, up which is nice um mm-hmm. so yeah i mean certain species like a lot of tortoise species are still like wild caught but you know they're starting to become more captive right, which is nice yeah
0: um, well tortoises is harder because you have to wait until they're four inches before you can even sell them so
2: yeah. You know, pros and cons. It's
1: such an outdated rule, in my opinion.
2: It is, but I mean, I get it. That's I mean, I, I can. see feel like if it you're never going to sell a stink pot. it's never going to be over horses, four inches. It'd be better. I agree. <laughs> how if it was just for the aquatic species of
0: like having that four-inch yeah. rule, I would be, you I'd know, be I would that. be fine with that because that's the one where they're literally swimming in their own belt, and you're more likely to get sick from those guys than you are from the right. like tortoise.
1: So I'm a big Ninja Turtle, you know, fan, and <laughs> is it true that? The four-inch um, rule came um, from the Ninja Turtles being popular, and then kids know. getting sick as uh, they were it's, it's, buying it's baby turtles was
2: in the seventies the, for the federal. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, that's before well, Ninja Turtles. We yeah, can't play Ninja, Ninja turtles, turtles then.
2: No. Right. I don't even know what they were. Very they were cool. like a mix of like Box Turtle and like a Turtle, like in the original movies. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Right. Yeah, I don't think it, it's an unspecified turtle, but they can pull their head in. We we saw that yeah, in the yeah. the live action, yeah. so you know, yeah. it, you have to overanalyze it, right? Absolutely. All right, I know you're a Ninja Turtle nerd like I am. Who's your favorite turtle?
2: Uh, I mean Leonardo for me, but uh, excellent. All right, yeah, and you know, like Mikey, uh, Donnie, and then. Yeah, you know, Raphael's
1: always kind of like the last guy,
2: obviously. Oh, interesting. Okay, so
1: team Leo. Yeah. It, it's funny. <laughs> I yeah, I have a brother who's a year younger than me and we were both Ninja Turtle nerds and his name was Mike, or it yeah. still is yeah. Mike. And so his favorite was Mike Michelangelo like and there's the his... most
2: popular, yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah,
1: but I think now my brother would say Donatello. Um yeah. where I always liked blue, so I liked Leonardo. Yeah. But I have a I have a soft spot for Raph. You know, yeah. I'm a little I mean, bit of a rebel action. myself.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> what what's your tortoise's name? You have a huge sulcata tortoise. Do you still yeah, have that? Well,
2: yeah, yes. we still um tilk. Um like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's about thirty now. But yeah, he's, he's one like of our, our whatever thirty
0: thirty one.
1: Thirty one. Um, he's so friendly.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a
1: dog just walking around and saying yeah. hi to everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's a lot of fun, and we actually have um two more. We have two smaller ones, Percy um, cool. and Ninja, and we did have Belle, but we got Belle adopted out. Um, awesome. There's only so many of those big guys we can handle in the store, yeah. so <laughs> yeah,
1: they're bulldozers. Yeah. Have you ever had uh, any of them like knock over displays or? Make a little bit of a mess other than not knock over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not not fully knock over, but not like knock start over. dragging some stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um
2: I mean most of the stuff in our uh store is kind of made to like withstand them. You yeah. know, when you first walk yes. in we have that gate, yeah. so they can't get to the front door and just block everyone. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. So. now that's awesome. Yeah, the <laughs> power of baby gates. You gotta oh, yeah. love it. Oh, I
2: know, right? oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, okay. What about the other things? So we talked about, you've got uh, some great, you know, different species and animals people can come see. What about the products? Because um, you have some unique, uh, when I was in there, you have some really cool, unique products for, you know, even some of the crested geckos. They, I think you guys had one of those Magnetic moss, I uh, highs. That first time yeah, I ever yeah, saw that. Contact. Yeah, pet um, products.
0: Yeah, we still carry. Yeah, that. yeah we're
2: we're low low right now because. Yeah. Um, you know I like to tinker with the store. Um, I'm tinkering like one more time. Uh-huh. So, even though he
0: promised <laughs> me the last time was the last time, this,
2: this will probably. Be the I've
0: heard it before.
2: Um, but yeah, like pet techs, like one of the main products we'll use in my neck ledges. They're so awesome. High stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, we do what do you, do you guys go
1: through just like one distributor for all of your pet supply products or do you guys go through multiple?
0: So our main distributor general pet supply is our main one. And that's where we're going to get a lot of the like Zilla products, the zoo med products, exoterra goes through hagen so they have their own distributing company so then we'll go through them okay. to get the exoterra products in and stuff
3: and, and then
0: pet tech is its own company and then you also have the BioDude, who's his own company so we, we do have a, a good yep. amount of different distributors and places that we do have to order from to, to yeah. keep everything stocked um but it is yep. also nice because we can piggyback on certain stuff so like if an order is delayed we do have similar products um i mean like the, the pet tech is pretty unique but yeah um most of the other like bigger name brands we can piggyback off of each other.
1: Yeah. They have similar products, just different <laughs> lines and everything, exactly. which is awesome. Um, and so do you guys, when you guys go to the shows, do you ever look for new things to, to add in or is there a certain expo just for people who have, Pet stores?
0: They um there are a couple actually. Um I know I can't remember the name off the top of my head. I'll have to go find it's like it. Super Zoo. Their Super Zoo. um yeah. is one mm-hmm. where it's a lot of the the stores and distributing companies that you can go to. Um Yeah, it's not in Vegas. Animals. Yeah, it is yeah. in Vegas,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. products. So okay, I have a fun story about that one real quick. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't even be telling this story online, but <laughs> I was actually my wife and I when we were dating um we went to Vegas for the my very first time. Her family loves Vegas and I had never been before and so we did the whole strip and I was working at I won't say which one but one of the big box stores as a dog trainer. And so I used to bring my dog Beckett as my my therapy dog. You guys know Beckett. <laughs> um but anyway, he wasn't with me in Vegas. So I go to this thing and it says super zoo and it's a big expo and I didn't know what to expect. And we get to the front and I'm like, well, we're here. We got extra time before our next show. I already lost all my money. I'm done gambling for for the (laughs) afternoon. Let's go in here. And they get to the door and they're like, are you part of the industry? And I'm like, the pet industry? Absolutely. I am. And they look at my, my, you know, wife and they go, are you? And she goes, now nope, i'll see you. I'm going to the slots, so <laughs> I show my ID for the where I work as a dog trader they're like you're not on the list, but yeah, we'll get you a badge and they put me with a badge with one of the big name box stores on it
3: okay.
1: they I was walking around there like a god, people thought I was like actual like buying <laughs> power for one of the big box stores, uh, yeah. and people like were like, "Hey you got to see this product and I remember going up to the Uh, It was Barney's, right? Uh, And they produce, I think, like a lot of the the rabbits and uh, small mammals and things like that. Um, I didn't know. I had no idea. And so I'm talking to this guy and I'm just completely going along and I'm sort of BSing. And he goes, do you even know who Barney's is? And I go, I think you guys are a retail store. I don't know. And he's like, yeah, what do you do for for this Company again? I'm like, I'm a dog trainer. Like, that's it. <laughs> so he's like, he totally dismissed me after that. But it was cool, you know, just you know, going in there and, and seeing the the buying power that company had and how people treated me, and I deserved none of it. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, yeah, okay, so there's their expos like that, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. I'm guessing you guys don't fly out to Vegas to go to that kind of stuff. No.
2: I mean, yeah, you, know, you
0: got kids. <laughs> yeah, we got the kids. It's just, it's hard. Um, yeah. At some point, I would well, like to go. I think it would be a lot of fun to experience that.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've got kids, which is awesome. We're we're both in a very similar boat when it comes to that. <laughs> um, once I said, you we guys were able to go on vacation because keeping animals—that's a conversation I have with my wife all the time—is. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I gotta have someone babysit who's competent. Yeah. How did you guys, did you guys go on vacation a lot when you first opened and how has that changed over time?
2: I think we've been on like two vacations. Like our together. honeymoon doesn't
0: count. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> like, two, like two
3: vacations?
0: Yeah, I mean when, like we first, when we first opened, we worked every single day. Um, yeah. We didn't take a single day off and then as you know the years went by we started to get a couple employees and you did the math and started to figure out that like Tuesday is our absolute slowest day. Like we're going to start closing on tuesdays and try mm-hmm. and actually take a little bit of time for us um and i know when we first started opening we took turns of like who would wake up really early and go and open and then the other person would come in a little bit later so that the person who opened could then go home early if they wanted to um but we were like tag teaming yeah. a lot yeah. so the first couple of years was brutal
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i think people need to realize that because I think I've even thought about it and people who are into reptiles always kind of think, well, what if I take my passion to that next level? Right. And, and that yeah. is one of the avenues is is to take it to opening up your own store. And I think people need to realize no matter whether it's a reptile store or whether it's any other business, you're going to work more <laughs> yeah. when you own the company. Oh, right. And go. when someone can't come in or they're sick you're gonna have to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and not only do you have to worry about your employees, but you got to worry about your animals too. Right. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> um, But to answer your question, we actually went on a, a vacation this year in March. Uh, we went out to, oh, awesome. to see my dad for a week. Um, that was our first one as a full family. I think yeah. Yeah. all four of us.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully you enjoyed it and didn't kill each other on the way there. Um, (laughs) Everybody's still in one piece. I
0: wanted to kill my family, but not him. (laughs) (laughs) Like my sisters and my dad. um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This family, that's what you do, you know? (laughs) But uh, traveling with kids too is is a lot of fun, but that's a different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but, how did you guys manage it back home, right? So if everybody left, do you have employees? You yeah. kind of mentioned that earlier
0: so we yeah. have we have a um we have two employees right now, and then we do have a handful of volunteers um and leading up okay. to the time of us actually leaving, I started just typing up everything, you know what days, what animals get done, you know, certain projects like Pangea has to be replaced, or certain feed days or certain water bowl days, and so I ended up making like this little packet of like. like opening procedures, your daily maintenance, your specialty (laughs) maintenances, and then like closing procedures as well. And like if there was a specific person I wanted to do a specific job on that day, I had that written down for them too. Um, And they said that like writing all of that down and like getting all of that together for them ahead of time, like really saved and helped them a lot throughout the week because they could just go back to list and make sure they're doing absolutely everything to properly care for those animals. Um, And we still had our phones. So like they they would call us every now and then and check in or like ask us a couple of questions and we still had our phones yep. on us to help them out with that. Um, it was a lot of prep work. It's awesome. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, so they could argue. Allison said you had to clean the poop in this one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is like clean rodents. No one likes it. Big. Right. Yeah, <laughs> rodents. Oh, God. It's like, a, you know, twice a week things. So yeah.
1: Do so you guys breed your own rodents as well?
2: A small oh, a scale, bit? but um, not, okay. can't keep up with Or them, just
1: at least keep yeah. them. We can't keep yeah. up
3: with demand, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No. Um, you got to stop selling snakes. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Very cool. So, yeah, so you got that opportunity. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, you type ate it to the extreme, right? And got everything written down. A little bit, yep. Um, <laughs> that's okay. I bet, you know, the next time you go you can just take that and hopefully just tweak it. Right. It and so that'll make it easier. I, it
0: yeah. Oh yeah. So I can always tweak the names or like little things here and there. Um, but I definitely saved that. And uh, we were actually considering, um, I talked to some of the employees about keeping just like daily task lists, just so like everybody yeah. knows what has to get done. Um, so everyone's not asking, Oh, has this been done yet? Have you done this? Where are we at type of situation? Um, but for now it's, it's working just fine. But, um, yeah.
1: Honestly, I could only imagine how you guys keep everything straight. Because <laughs> I mean, I don't have that much. It's literally what's behind me here. And there's sometimes I'm like, do I need to replace the the food today? You know, it's like, <laughs> did I do that yesterday? You know, I forget what I do sometimes, and so yeah. I need to like write it down for myself. <laughs> and I don't even have that much. You know, you've got a whole store of things yeah. Yeah. and all the different species. I uh, so, so you've got to be that organized. Right. And so that, that'll mm-hmm. definitely help you for sure. Yeah. Um, awesome. Working with, it, you said you have volunteers. How does that work?
0: Um, some of the schools have like, you know, the whole like senior projects and stuff where the kids like have to go out and get like experience and, and things they'll reach yeah. out to us if they are like interested or if they have one at home. Um, we've also just had like other people ask if we were hiring we said no, but we always, you know, are willing to take people if you want to help out one day and volunteer. Um, so sometimes people come looking for us. Um, I don't think we've actually ever like posted no. about volunteers. Um, it's just honestly yeah. just people have come to us like would you accept a volunteer? Like I just want to get more experience with these animals and
2: I come and help. We're like absolutely yeah. we've been pretty lucky so far yeah. for volunteers. So that's yeah. awesome. Most of them have been pretty great. So.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know you got it a passionate person if they're seeking you out yeah. to say, I okay. wanna learn about these animals. I uh, with with my day job, one of the things I do is I moderate a club for animal welfare and education. And yeah, we're always looking for things to do and road trips to take so that these kids can learn, mm-hmm. you know. Working with animals is different than just keeping an animal sometimes. And what does that look like? What are the different avenues? Because everybody goes, well, what would you like to do when you grow up? I'd love to be working with animals. Well, unless you want to be a vet, what else is right. there, right? Yeah, that's a very and broad. so yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: it's it's a very broad statement, but it, it's fun to get that experience. So that's awesome that you guys are giving back to the community and just yeah. giving that education to people yeah. and a few less bins to clean. So that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like, they didn't do a good enough job. I had to go back and
2: re-scrub it. <laughs> like, they won't clean it. Like, you tell them to do something, and then it's just like somehow. Didn't, didn't do it nope. directly. Like, right. uh, There's
1: always a. Yeah, yeah. One thing I've learned just growing up and having my own house and having my own stuff, and, you know, uh, any kind of time, same thing with your company. Nobody is going to care as much about your stuff yeah, as, as us. you, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah, no one. Yeah, it doesn't matter how much you pay them, right? Yeah. And right. so th- that's where maturity comes in. You just get it done yourself a lot of the times. And <laughs> You got to learn to delegate, otherwise yeah. you can't go on vacation. But you guys, yeah. you guys are working that out, which is awesome. Yeah. I've had an absolute blast just chatting with you guys. I'm Hopefully sure. people who are interested in, you know, just knowing the ins and outs of owning a uh, store like yours. I mm-hmm. uh, got something out of this. I know we didn't talk a huge amount about gargoyles, but I think it's fun to kind of mix it up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Um, and you guys are such a huge inspiration to me. And you guys have made such an impact in my life. I had to have you on. So thank not you guys not. so much thank for coming. Thank you.
2: Appreciate
0: it. Thanks for having me. So. It definitely. It's been a blast. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. So where can people find you if they want to either visit your store or they want to find you online? What's the best place uh, for people to, to reach um, out?
0: We do have a website, which is just curiouscreaturesllc.com. Um, and on there, there's a contact page with like all of our information. We've got all the little social media buttons up at the top so they can click those links and find us on all of our socials. Um, we do have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we do have a TikTok now. Um oh, nice. some, a little bit of fun videos on there with one of our employees. Um and we have a lot of information on there. So we have like a whole reading page, like people can see some of the adults that are on there. So like when they come in, you know, if they want to know who the parents were, like, oh yeah, it's so and so and so and so, and you can go and we do have an adaptable page exactly for a lot of our rescues and donations. So like we kind of blast them a little bit more to get them homes. Um and awesome. a lot of other information on there.
1: Very cool. Well, yeah, guys. I'm telling you, if you're in the Chicagoland area up by Wrigley, look them up. They're not far away, okay? And uh, go go check out their store. It's amazing. You won't be disappointed. And uh, again, Allison and Andy, thank you so much for coming on. You guys are, are the best. And I wish you guys 10 more years of success.
0: Thank you, <laughs> Thanks for having it. us. We yeah. appreciate it. Yeah.
1: All right. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thanks, guys. Hey, if you've enjoyed this video and want to encourage me to make more Gargoyle Gecko content, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, share this with a friend, and maybe uh, check out one of the videos right over there. I'll see you next time on Gecko Co.